five of the Knit Actually podcast. My name's Becky, and I'll be your host. Today's segments include Actually Finished, Actually Working, Actually Stashed, which will include my Rhinebeck recap, and an update on knit-alongs and giveaways. And then, um, if this does not go crazy long, I'm going to try to do a review at the end. So we'll see how that goes. Actually finished. So I have a finished object this week that I'm very excited about. Last time I recorded, I was super close to finishing my Boneyard shawl. The Boneyard shawl is a uh, Stephen West pattern, and I knit mine um, with my Yoth, which is also yarn on the house, um, puppies. And so the puppies are sort of mini skeins. They are cakes of small quantities of yarn. I think they were 143 yards a piece. So not really a mini skein, but certainly not a full skein. Um, and mine were dyed in a gradient. There were four colors in the gradient and they were um, on like a dowel thing that was super cute. And then, uh, so mine were shades of blue all the way from kind of a beautiful denim blue down to uh, a nice, gorgeous, um, very pale blue and, and some beautiful shades in between. Um, and I really feel like I picked the perfect project for that yarn. I'm really happy with how it turned out. The gradient, um, you know, the way it flows from color to color, it just looks very natural. The gray came together really nicely at the end. It's a nice, big cozy shawl. Um, I wore it on the airplane on the way to Rhinebeck and I wore it while I was back east because it was cold in the mornings especially. Um, And so I really, really, really enjoyed it. Very wearable. Um, It is huge. When I blocked it um, end to end, it was as big, like as wide across as my queen size bed. So that was pretty exciting. And Um, I just couldn't be happier with it. Really excited about that one. So, um, I mean, there's nothing too interesting, I guess, to tell you guys about that project, except that it's done and I've been wearing it. And if you are looking for um, a simple, warm, triangular shawl um, for the fall and winter, I highly recommend the pattern because it was very, very simple knitting. It knit up really super fast. Um, and I was thrilled with the results. So, um, I think that's it for finished. Actually working. So there's quite a few things on the needles this time. Last time I forgot to tell you guys about one project. I think I had just blocked it out of my head because, um, I was so frustrated with it, but I had been working on my boxy and buttony, which is a Hohi Locatelli pattern that I cast on like two and a half years ago, almost now, probably. And um, I'm knitting it out of Tosh Merino Light um, in a discontinued color by Madeline Tosh called Fjord. It's a beautiful sort of turquoise and brown variegated yarn. And I've knit a, I've knit a couple of boxies already. Like I knit a regular boxy and I knit a worsted boxy. And um, the boxy and buttony is cute because it's got little detail down the sleeves um, where you put buttons and then it's got a ribbed panel on the front. So it's a little bit different than just regular boxy. And I wear the other two a lot. So I really want this sweater. Um, but the construction is, is real interesting. And, um, I had had some problems and gotten stuck 
with this sweater a while ago and put it away to hibernate. And then when I took it back out, I was pretty easily able to just make sense of what had confused me. I had been picking up and knitting a set of stitches instead of just picking them up. Um, and so I made pretty good progress on it for a while. And then um, you're supposed to join it to knit in the round. And I mean, how often do you do that when you're knitting? All the time. I almost never have problems getting that to work. And I think it must just be the sheer number of stitches, because it is a couple hundred stitches on the needles, but I cannot, I cannot get it to do it without twisting it. And I, I am pretty sure I have twisted this four different times. And then I get about a half an inch in, and I'm like, yep, did it again. And so that sweater and I are on a break. Um, I do think I'll pick it back up again soon. Like I said, I really, I think it's a great pattern. I think it's going to look great in the yarn. Like, I think it's a really nice use of this yarn. I really want this sweater. But I just, I just couldn't bear it after the fourth time. I was like, I, I have to put it away. So that one, I just completely blocked it out of my brain. It has not gotten, it's been put away for about two weeks now. And, and it's not coming out anytime soon. But, um, but I almost never have, like, a knitting attack. So I wanted to share that story with you guys. Um, the other things that I have been working on recently is, um, I pulled back out my doodler. So the doodler is a, another Stephen West pattern, a lot of Stephen West in this episode. Um, it's a Stephen West pattern, um, and my plan for this was that I had dyed a sock blank with the kids at Easter time. So the, we bought like the neon, um, Easter egg kit this year and the eggs were turning out so pretty and I was like I want, I want yarn that looks like that so then I had this great idea in my head that I was going to dye this sock blank with the with the Easter egg dye and then knit myself a shawl and then it was gonna be my Easter shawl and I actually brought this with me to Hawaii and cast it on as we were traveling there and I was pretty excited about the look of it but in the first section um it's kind of knit in these wedges with short rows and so you have your first color it's a three color shawl you have your first color um which was my sock blank and then my second color was some uh manostil uruguay um allegria that i had bought during yarn along the rockies last year and i have to tell you guys getting ahead of myself a little bit but the color uh, this color couldn't go better with my sock blank if i had bought it to coordinate which i did not they were both just in my stash um but it's kind of I, I actually thought it was black the more I knit with it I think it's just a very very dark purple actually and then it really picks up all the colors that were in my sock blank which is kind of a cornflower blue and then there's a little bit of pink and then a beautiful robin's egg um blue but as you so you work a, a wedge in color a and then a stripe in color b and it kept saying break color b and I got, let's count them, one, two, three, four, five sections in. And I was like, if I have to weave in all these ends, I'm going to murder somebody. Like, I don't want to weave in ends for 17 wedges. And, you know, it's like four, maybe it's only two ends per. But anyways, it's too many. It's too many ends. And it was freaking me out. So I did not knit on it at all in Hawaii. I brought it home. I put it away. Um, and then I was at the Longmont Yarn Shop not that long ago, and I was chatting with Gail, 
And we somehow the doodler came up and I said, I just can't, I can't like bring myself to do that with all those ends. And she said, why don't you just carry it along? And I, you know, it's an I-cord edging, which is my new like fascination, but was something that I was not super familiar with at the end. I said, you know, can I, at the time I was like, can I do that? And the answer is, yeah, totally easy to just carry that along. And I'm not sure why that's not what he has you do. I guess if you had a big contrast, maybe it would show and maybe it's partly because these match so nicely that it really, I mean, first of all, it's on the wrong side. But mine, it's just carried up along the I-cord. And um, I tried to carry it every row. There's a couple spots where I forgot. But um, I think, oh, and I just found a place where I dropped a stitch. Quite lovely. So I finished section A, or section 1, um last night on the plane home from Rhinebeck. Um, so this really was my Rhinebeck weekend project. So I finished all 17 wedges. The other thing that was funny was, you know, you do a, a lot, the wedges get progressively bigger, um, more stitches and also wider um, as you go. So there are a lot more wedges that are the cornflower blue. And I was so excited about this robin's egg blue. And I kept thinking like, what if I don't get to it? But I really, I had maybe two inches of sock blank left. So it, it really, all the colors that I had used in the sock blank get um, plenty of time to shine, and I think it's so cute. I think it's so cute. So um, then last night uh, on the flight, I um, started section two, which is a garter stitch cable that runs kind of the whole length of it, and I'm on cable nine of ten. So I'm making really good progress on it. Um, I'm excited to get the third section um, added. So my hope is that maybe tomorrow or something I'll finish these last couple cables. Same sort of thing. It gets bigger. You're working with more stitches and you and there's more um, more rows. The longer into it you get. Um, but I'm pretty excited about it. I the challenge for me was it was really the only knitting I brought on the plane. I had a sock. Um, but I had a long travel day home yesterday because I connected through Chicago. I had a couple of hours in Chicago. And I didn't bring a cable needle because I never use a cable needle. But this, um, I think you started a 16-stitch cable, and it works up from there. So that was a little bit terrifying. But I, I did it just fine. I didn't drop any stitches, um, at least that I found yet. And um, I think it looks really good. I, do, I am using a cable needle now that I'm home because this most recent sections like a 32 stitch cable and even I'm I'm just not that brave <laughs> to try that without a cable needle so um so anyways that one is coming along really really nicely part of the reason that I picked it back up was because this was the Stephen West mystery knit along from 2015 and I did not jump into it as it was happening um but this year he has another mystery knit along. It's called the Building Blocks Shawl. And I did jump right into this one um, as soon as it started. But while I was, between the time when I made the decision to do that and um, it actually starting, I, I don't know, I had the itch. So, so the doodler got some love. And so now I'm, um, I'm probably a little bit behind on the Building Blocks. Um, but I'll tell you guys a little bit about that one. So that is a four-color shawl, um, and the construction is really interesting. There's there's bits of I-cord and then picking up stitches along the I-cord and 
interesting things like that. It's um, the four colors that I am using or the four yarns I'm using. I had some um, Madeline Tosh Tosh sock in button jar blue. I bought two skeins of that on clearance at my sister knits over the summer and I hadn't decided yet what to do with it. So now I, now I have plans for both skeins, but the one skein is going into the building blocks. Um, the second thing that I am using is my, uh, Hue Loco. It's a sil, I think it's just called silver and it's in her glimmer base, which is her Stellina base, um, fingering weight yarn. And then the third one is some Sweet Georgia yarns that's from a project that I frogged um, at one point because I just didn't, I was playing around with a cabled cowl and then I ended up not, not loving how it turned out. So I had frogged that and that feels to me like it's kind of a really nice, it's a darker turquoise. So the button jar blue is more Tiffany blue and this one is more sort of a true turquoise. And then that sets off what I kind of feel like is my really fabulous wow color, um, which is some Western Sky Knits in their Aspen base in the colorway um, stained glass. And it really does look like stained glass now that I'm knitting it up. So I had gotten this, um, this was free yarn, which is exciting, but I had gotten this back in January or February because um, Eat Sleep Knits does this yarnathon challenge, and as long as you, they put you in a team at the beginning of the year, and um, they do all sorts of fun things that I, I'm kind of terrible about participating in. But last year, the team that I was on won, and everybody on the winning team got like, I think everybody got $20 um, of gift cards. And I had, um, I had that, and then I also had scratch cards from them from yarn I had bought at Black Friday and my husband bought me yarn at Black Friday and got a scratch card so um so I got that for free along with um some Tosh sock that I've been working on for socks all year long so uh I'm very excited about this one I made pretty good time um getting through clue one clue one is four sections um, the first one for me was like the button jar blue and the Western sky knits. And then there was a section of the gray and then there was a section of the button jar blue and the sweet Georgia yarns. And then there's a section that's just the Western sky knits and it's so pretty. Um, so I finished that up Wednesday or Thursday and the clues come out on Friday and I did not bring it to Rhinebeck with me, um, which was okay. Um, cause I think it would have been too much. And Clues 5 and 6 came out on Friday, but one of the sections, or sec, Clue 2 came out, I'm sorry, sections 5 and 6, and one of the sections is brioche, so um, so the brioche thing is happening. There is a an alternative if you don't want to do the brioche, but I'm going to give it a try, because as I've been following people's pictures on Instagram, um, I like the way the brioche looks, so I'm going to give it a shot. So that one um, will be on my needles for at least two more weeks because we're in the second week now and it's a four week mystery knit along. So I'm excited to see how that continues to come together. Um, and I'll keep you guys posted on that one. The next thing that I worked on a bit, um, I do have two fingering weight sweaters that I've been working on. The one that got the most work this time 
is um, True Friend by Vera Valimaki. And so I had done some looking around and trying to find bundles of um, fingering weight sweaters where I could use skeins of yarn that coordinated but weren't like matched. And so this is a really cute one because it has a, it's got a really interesting shape and a really interesting construction. And I think I'm going to be able to do it with three skeins of yarn. If not, um, I'll get some more of one of the colors. Um, but I am knitting this in some, oh gosh, Handmaiden Fine Casbah fingering um, that my husband gave me for Christmas. And then my sunshine yarns that I bought at Fingerplay Studios, and then some yarn ink yarn that I bought at Colorful Yarns down in Denver. So um, that one the starts with kind of stockinette panel, like you knit the collar and then you knit down a stockinette panel. And we went to the movies um, before we left for Rhinebeck, and so I knit on that for quite a while in the movies the other day. And... Um, and I think I'm almost done to start sort of the back panel. So that was exciting. That one did not come to Rhinebeck either. Um, the one that did but did not ever make it out of the suitcase was the Ravello. No idea if I'm pronouncing that right. But um, that is just a fingering weight pullover, and it's striped, and I am using some Hedgehog Fibers sock that I... Um, that I bought at um, Fancy Tiger, and then two skeins of yarn that I dyed myself from the Craftsy class I took on professional yarn dyeing at home by Sarah Ayer, and it's in a colorway of hers that was in one of the recipes. It's called Phoenix Butterfly. So that that's everything that's on the needles right now. Um, lots of things that I'm super excited about. So. Hopefully, um, hopefully I'll make a lot of progress over the next couple weeks, and I'll finish a couple of those things. I've also got the itch, got the itch to do a lot of things. I kind of want some mitts. I may try to crank out a pair of mitts, and although I have lots of hats, I'm, I was kind of wanting a new hat um, the other day. So maybe I will cast on a hat. Hats are quick, um, and that could be fun. So we'll see. Okay, guys, so I'm going to combine my re from Rhinebeck with um, my stash section because I did buy yarn at Rhinebeck um, and so I flew out to Connecticut on um, Thursday evening um, and I was there until Monday evening um, and I was only at Rhinebeck on Saturday I had thought really hard about going up for Indian Untangled and then I had a work commitment pop up late in the day, and I've kind of heard that Indian Tangled is a bit of a zoo, and so then I thought, if I can't even leave, it's like an hour and a half drive, if I can't even leave until potentially like 5.30, I just didn't think I was even going to make it there on time. So I had to skip that, but Saturday morning, we got up early um, to try to make sure that we were at Rhinebeck right when it, the gates opened at 9, Um because I really, knowing I was only going to have one day, I really wanted to make the most of the day that I had. So um, it is about an hour and a half drive from where I was staying, and it was a beautiful drive. We had beautiful weather the whole time. The leaves, I would say the leaves were not like quite peak, but they were darn close. And so the leaves were beautiful, beautiful, 
you know, fall foliage, which here in Colorado, we get beautiful, beautiful yellows, but you don't get much beyond yellow. And so it was fun to see the oranges and the reds. I have not been in New England in the fall in a long time, and I really enjoyed that. So um, I was prepared for there to be lots of traffic or things backed up. It seemed like MapQuest kind of sent us ways that we avoided most of that. So we pulled right in and parked right away. But the line of people, holy heck, because we got there kind of right as the gates were opening, there were, I mean, I don't think I would be exaggerating to say I think there were a thousand people in line when I got there. But for us, we timed it just right because basically by the time we walked to the back of the line, the back of the line was moving. And so then you just walked a little bit slowly in through the gates. Um, and I had a very good plan in my mind of the things that were important to me um, to make sure I prioritize them. So I went into the weekend thinking that what I wanted was a Gail's Art sock blank and um, a Jenny the Potter mug and a shawl pin. And that if I got those things, I would be happy. And then I would just kind of, you know, let myself be pleased with any other finds that I had. So um, as I was walking in, I was texting with a few people, including um, my friend Emily, who has the Knitting Butterflies podcast, who is local here, but was also out at Rhinebeck, which was fun. And they were headed to Gail's Art first. She was there with a whole bunch of other podcasters. Um, and she said, we'll head to Jenny the Potter first. So I did. And oh my God, the line, there was a line, I mean, there was a line like 100 people deep. And I thought, well, I really want this, but not enough to spend my day at Rhinebeck waiting in line. I don't I don't want to wait in line my whole day at Rhinebeck. So skipped that for then, and I did head to Gail's Art because I was concerned about there being a, a line for her as well or, you know, some sort of crazy, like, sellout situation. I got there, and there was a small crowd of people um, at her booth right off the bat, but not – you know, maybe I waited in a line of 10 people or something. It really was not that at all. And Emily was there, and she was there with um, Boston Jen from the Downseller Studio podcast, who I had not met before, but I've talked to back and forth on Ravelry and on email and stuff many times, and so that was fun to meet her in person. Um, and Emily was buying a sock blank, and so we got in line, and I got to hear about her night at Indian Tangled and... Um, our friend Jen had been there, and she had been texting me from Indian Tangled the night before. So I kind of got some of the scoop on that and some of the scoop on her trip to Boston. And so it was nice to just catch up. She hadn't met my husband, and so they got to meet. So that was fun. Um, but I got a beautiful sock blank from Gail's Art. So um, if you have not seen these, you should definitely check her out. She stencils beautiful sock blanks. Um, and I had a hard time choosing... But when I showed this to my friend Jen later in the day, she was like, that is so your, that's so you. She goes, that's very Becky colors. So I feel like I made a good choice. It's got a lot of um, different colors. One, two, three, four, maybe five or six kind of stripes. It's a little hard to call them stripes. Um, but different colors, you know, as the background. And then it's stenciled over mostly in a dark purple. There's kind of this beautiful paisley. Um and then there's some polka dots and some stars and little things like that. Um, so I'm very excited to see how this sits up. I did, I had it in my hand and then she came over and she said, you know, I have one left of that one on a sparkle. 
And so I put the one back and I and I bought the sparkle. So I'm very excited about this. I think I'm going to knit it into a shawl. And I think this is what I'm going to use with the other skein of um, Tosh Sock in the button jar blue. Because I think that'll be the right coordinating color with the turquoise that's in this. There's a, also like a chartreuse and a... Um, I'm almost certain that this is like a berry crush from Dharma Training and there's a green. Um, so I feel like it'll, that would play really nicely with this. And the shawl that I was looking at for this one was a Vera Valimaki and it's just called Stripe Study Shawl. So very simple shawl where I think, um, I think the two yarns would play together really nicely. So that's the other motivation to, um, finish up the doodlers. I feel like once I finish the doodler, I have permission to cast on, I want to cast on three things from the things I bought. So after Gail's art, um, my husband and I just walked around that section. So when you get to Rhinebeck, there's, there's kind of like this section of buildings. And then up on the hill, there's a section of like tents and barns. And so we, um, we just walked around all of those. We didn't go into any of the barns, but we walked all of the tents, um, and checked out all of that stuff. And then, um, I'm trying to remember exactly what happened next. I was starting to text with a few of the people I wanted to catch up with. My friend Jen was not there yet. Um, and so I think what we did next was we walked over to the buildings because um, there is a listener who I was very excited to meet, Ramona, and she was in line at Miss Babs. The line at Miss Babs that time of day was pretty crazy went all the way up back and like down the length of the other buildings um so we headed over that way to meet her which was fantastic and she gave me chocolate and she gave me chocolate for the boys and that was really nice and it was she was one of the people I was very excited to meet because she's another person who's just been super engaged with the podcast and super um encouraging and so that was a real real highlight for me um so then while we were over there we walked through um, buildings A, B, and C, and uh, that was a little overwhelming. The buildings were much more crowded than the tents had been earlier in the day, and so there were long lines and big crowds, and I was like, man, I don't, there were some things I was really interested in there, but, I, you know, I didn't want to spend my day in line, and so I thought, okay, well, let me just scope things out, and then I'll come back and, you know, do a, a more thorough look in the afternoon. And that actually worked out to be a pretty good, like, strategy for me. So in the meantime, my friend Jen got there, and she was over where we had been in the morning. She was at the Dragonfly Fibers booth, which was in one of the tents. Um, so we started to head over that way, and there was a tent set up with souvenirs. And I really wanted to get a souvenir for myself and also for a couple of my girlfriends who will be nameless because they listen. Um, so we got in line there, and then it was a little crazy because it was like you couldn't really see what were the choices and what were the things that they had and how much things cost. So I had it in my head that I was going to buy tote bags for all three of us. But then the tote bags were $40. <laughs> and I thought, you know, not that I don't love my friends, but a $40 present is enough to make your friend uncomfortable, right? Like this is too much of a present. So I ended up buying... Um, something different for souvenirs. Again, my friends listen and they might know that it's them. So I'm not going to say what I bought, but I found a more reasonably priced 
um, really nice souvenir in the tent. And so then we went and found Jen, and that was really fun because she and I had planned to um, wear our Nerd String project. So when Jen was here in um, July, August, I think it was July, um, we went up to my sister and the Loop U, and we um, picked out three colors of Nerd String for her to knit the um, three-color cashmere shawl by Hohi Locatelli. And so hers was Sevens, which is the same blue that I used in my sweater I just knit. And then Sailor, which is a darker blue. And then, I don't know, a beautiful pink. I don't know the colorway name of the beautiful pink. But that Sevens color was the same as in my sweater. So I said, oh, we have to wear them, and then we'll get a picture at Rhinebeck, and won't it be fun? And then the day before, I was starting to freak out because I was like, what if it's going to be too warm for me to wear my sweater? But she worked really hard to get her shawl done in time, so I was like, nope, I'm wearing my sweater. And it actually turned out to be the perfect thing for the weather. Um, so we hung out for a little while, and that was really fun. It was really good to see her, and I got to meet her friends that she was there with. And then we split up for a little while, and my husband and I went back over to Building E, which I did not realize that there was a whole food and wine building at Rhinebeck. So um, we went in there and there were all these, I mean, there must have been 10 or 15 wineries from New York that were doing wine tasting. And so we did um, a little bit of wine tasting. I learned a couple things that I did not know. I always think that that Riesling is a wine that, that maybe I don't like, um, that is a little sweet for my taste, but... Several of them had a dry Riesling, um, and one of them had a dry sparkling Riesling, but at that point then I had already bought a bottle of the dry Riesling, and I wasn't going to be able to lug wine home, so, um, so I'm going to have to try that another time, but we bought a lovely bottle of dry Riesling that I really liked a lot, and then there were people that had like cheese and pretzels and all those kinds of foodie things. I bought a couple of, a set of like jams spicy fruit jams and things like that. I bought a raspberry chili and a strawberry pepper jam. And uh, I'm going to put those in my husband's stocking at Christmas because he likes things like that. Um, and then at that point, my husband was going to go meet a friend of his from college for lunch, which is perfect. He has a friend who lives, he's two friends who live right there in Rhinebeck and one of them was available that day. So that was great. Um, and it was getting to be time for the podcaster meetup. So then um, I was trying to decide kind of what I wanted to do. I had just a little bit of time to kill. So I went back into that building C where some of the exciting stuff had been that was too crowded for, for me in the morning. And I bought two skeins of beautiful yarn from a dyer that I had not heard of um, called Into the World. And it's Into the World, W-H-I-R-L-E-D. Um, and they had gorgeous kettle dyed yarns and beautiful hand painted yarns. So I got a hand painted, this actually says resist dyed, which I'm going to have to look up because I don't know if I really know what that is. Um, and I cannot pronounce their, it's like Pakoku sock. This is a superwash merino nylon, um, blend 7525. And the colorway that I bought is called Andraste. I'm really good on the pronunciations tonight. Um, 
but it's a purple. Um, there is a dark turquoise. Of course, I gravitated initially to my kettle dye being a turquoise and my um, my uh, variegated being mostly turquoise. And then I put that down and I grabbed these, which are the primary color, and this is really purple. And then there's some gray, and then maybe even some green. It's certainly a grayish green, but it's gorgeous. It's gorgeous, you guys. And then the kettle dye that I bought to go with it is a is the same purple that's in the variegated. And so the colorway on this one is is Han, and it says it's a semi-solid and same base that I can't pronounce. And I am also going to make a shawl out of this one. The one that I was looking at was called Kelias, K-E-L-I-A-S, Kelias. Um, but it's a really beautiful shawl that I think will blend the two colors really nicely. Um, and I'm very excited about that. It's so, so pretty. And I really don't have anything the color that this purple is. So that was a win for me. So then as I was walking out to try to figure out where the podcaster meetup was, I ran back into Emily and she had Michelle from actually knitting with her. And so I walked over with them, which was good because I didn't know where I was going. Um, cause the podcaster meetup is just like on the hill. <laughs> I didn't know what that meant. And so, um, we walked over together, um, and there was a really nice turnout for that, and it was really fun. I got to meet a lot of super nice people. Um, of course, Emily was there with a bunch of her podcasting friends, most of whom I had not met before. Um, I got to meet a couple of other listeners, including Linda, who's been a listener from the very beginning, and I didn't... And I wasn't, I didn't know you were going to be there. And so that was an unexpected treat for me to get to meet you because we hadn't made plans to meet up. Um, and there were quite a few video podcasters there. So that was kind of funny because it was pretty clear that people, you know, immediately recognized the video podcasters. Um, so I got to meet Andy from Andre Sue Knits. Um, and that was fun because I'm a big fan of those beautiful painted sock blanks that she does. That was that was a fun one for me. And then I met Sue from Legacy Knits. I did not talk to Chelsea because she kind of had people around her all the time. But I had a nice little chat with Sue. And, um, gosh, I met Mary from Keto Knits. And I'm forgetting the name of the girl from um, New Hampshire Knits. And I met... Notre Dame Jen from the Commuter Knitter, and so I had a lot of fun. My friend, my friend Jen came back over, and then I felt a little bit better because it, I just felt better having a friend <laughs> to hang with. It was a little overwhelming. It was a lot of people, um, and so much fun. Everybody was lovely, but I did. There were a couple times that I felt a little bit overwhelmed. If I met anybody and I missed you, in the list of names here, I'm so sorry. I was trying to kind of remember everybody that I got to meet that day, but. It was a little bit of a whirlwind for me. Um, so then Jen and I went back um, back over to Building C. I'm trying to remember if there was anything particular we were looking for at that point. But I think we just kind of went in to wander around. And so they had a booth that had beautiful shawl pins. I don't know if you can hear the crinkling here of the tissue paper. But I had been looking for a nice shawl pin. I basically don't 
I didn't have one before. I had like a shawl stick kind of thing that I had bought at one point. Um, but I've been knitting a lot of shawls, so I felt like I needed a pin. And there's a couple of them, like my Spectrum shawl, I think really will benefit from me having a pin. So the booth right next to Miss Babs was all shawl pins and really pretty ones. Um, really, really unique porcelain shawl pins. I'm not even sure I'm doing this right. I'm trying to pin my sweater right now. But I, I picked out a really cute one. It's it's pretty neutral. It's kind of a gray. Um, the stick is kind of like swirly and um, silver. And, um, and it's like a square with a circle in the middle. And I think it's got roses or swirls or something in it. So anyways, very cute. That was on my list of the things that I wanted for the day. So I was really happy to find that. The other thing that was so cute was they had the cutest display because they really had, oh, there's how that goes. Um, they really had um, these little frames on the walls, and then they must have been batting behind them, and then they basically had swatches. It was all kind of like natural wool-looking swatches, but different stitch patterns and things like that, and then the pins were displayed on that, and it was super fun. So that made me happy. That was one of the things that I really wanted. Um, and then Jen had to go and meet her friend. So then I was on my own for a little while, which was great because then I did a little bit of shopping. Um, so the next thing that I tackled was I really did want to check out Miss Babs. Um, they had gorgeous displays of shawls and really cleverly packaged, um, you know, gradients and things or little sets of yarn to do different shawls. And so, um, so I braved that crowd um, and I ended up with a polydactyl set so this is seven yummy two-ply toes so it's 931 yards of yarn and this one was labeled Ansel and it's basically blacks and grays and reds um, so the colorways that I ended up with are oyster and blackbird and then Gotta Love Me, which is a black and red variegated, Slate, Pewter, Ansel, which is like a, um, a variegated that is white, gray, and black, and then Ladybug, which is a pinkish red. So I am thinking about the Melanie Berg shawl called The Joker and the Thief for these because um, I think that actually the way that it's designed, it's meant for six colors, but I thought I could do the black and the pewter as the main, kind of the two main colors, let that gradient and then use these others um, in between. So that's what I have in mind for that, but it's really pretty. I love it. It was very hard to make choices, but it was also very crowded. So um, I tried to kind of just get in and get out. The good news is when I met Ramona there in the morning, the line was all the way around the building. And by the time I got back there, I think it was the shortest I saw the line all day. Maybe I waited five minutes to pay. Well, it really wasn't bad. So that was good. Um, and so then I, I spent some time walking around those buildings a little bit more. I didn't buy anything else in the buildings. Um, oh, yes, I did. Uh, Emily and Michelle had bought cute little wooden um christmas tree ornaments i keep misplacing mine i think it's still in my suitcase because it's not with the rest of my goodies um 
but there were mittens and sweaters and you take like embroidery floss and stitch them up and I just thought that was adorable and they had showed them to me when we were walking to the meetup and so I texted Emily and figured out took me three laps around to find the booth but I figured out which booth they were in and um they only had sweaters they didn't have the mittens anymore but I bought a little sweater ornament that I'm very excited about and then I headed back over to the tents because what I wanted to do was check out um dragonfly fibers um Jen had bought some really cute yarn from them I think she got their show colorway and she got a colorway that was called vote which was red white and blue which was super cute not like tacky red white and blue um really adorable red white and blue and so that was cute and so I thought well let me go over and see if there's any of that left or is there anything that I want from over there and then literally like right as I was getting back there my husband texted me to say he was back and so I let him know where I was and then my phone rang and I almost didn't answer because I didn't recognize him or it was my security company for the house alarm and we're pretty sure that what happened is just that the wind blew a couple doors open, but it set off my alarm. And, um, you know, the, the kids obviously were not here um, this weekend, but the cats were. And the, what, and the guy told me on the phone that, like, my front door was open, which turned out not at all to be the case. But that's what he said on the phone. And I was like, what do you mean my front door is open? And I, like, freaked out. So then... The alarm company had the police come and check and make sure the house was okay. Then I had to have the kids brought over so that they could make sure that the cats were okay. So then by the time that was all solved, that was probably 20 minutes of like standing on the hill on my phone with my hands shaking and like worried about the house, worried about the cats and oh my God, and like what am I going to do? And so by the time that was done, then I was a little tapped out. <laughs> I was a little like exhausted. So um, I did a quick run through the Dragonfly Fibers booth, but I didn't end up buying anything because I, I just felt drained at that point. Um, but we walked around the barns a little bit more. There was a, a stall. It seemed like it was a shared stall, but the barmaids um, had stuff. I saw barmaid stuff in two booths, actually. Um, but I bought a chapstick, and I just want to say... Um, I have a little tin of their lotion, and I think it's great. I think it's fantastic. But this chapstick is like nothing I have ever used in my life. It's so good. Um, so if you ever get a chance to grab one of those, you definitely, definitely should. Um, and then I hadn't eaten since like a muffin in the morning. Um, oh, and we got hot cider at one point during the day, which felt very New Englandy and and made me really happy. Um, but by that point, it was, it was probably almost 4 o'clock, and everything ends at 5. And so um, the big thing, I guess, that you're supposed to have there is the artichokes, artichoke French. And so that's what we went and did. Um, and so I got an artichoke flatbread, and we sat outside at the little picnic tables, and I had a little snack, and then we got in the car and drove the hour and a half or so home, and then Got home, it took a really long nap because it was a long day, but that was my Rhinebeck adventure. I definitely, um, I definitely would go again. I think having been there once now, I, I would feel a little less overwhelmed. There were a couple of times where the crowds and that felt a little like, whoa, there's so much going on, but, um, but I loved it and I had a great time. And for anybody that I saw or met or missed, 
Um, I hope I get to meet up with you again someday. So uh, that's it for for all of that. Oh, except stash-wise, um, while right before I was gone, my mom has been in um, Ireland and Scotland. She just got back from a three-week trip, and she was landing at DIA as I was leaving from DIA. So we hadn't had a really good chance to catch up until tonight. And she called me tonight and told me that she brought me home some Donegal tweed from Donegal. So I have yarn from Ireland um, from my mommy, <laughs> which I'm really excited about too. She said nobody else's souvenirs came home with her. Everything else got shipped, but she shoved my yarn in her suitcase um, so that she could bring it back for me. So that's my other stash update that I am extremely, extremely excited about. And that's it. Okay, actually attending the only... Um, thing that's really committed on my horizon in the next little bit here is that I will be attending Stitches West in February. So cash in some hotel points and frequent flyer points from work. And um, I am heading to uh, Santa, the Santa Clara Convention Center at the end of February for Stitches West. So that's another one that was kind of on my knitting event bucket list and I'm really excited about that so more to come on that as my plans shape up but I will be there for the Friday and the Saturday um, of Stitches West and if you are going to be there let me know because I would love to meet up with folks I'm also working on plans for the 2017 Knit Nosh events I have a meeting um, at Finger Play Studio later in the week there wanting to um, sponsor the next one and so we're going to find out we're going to figure out the most fun way to make that collaboration come together and as soon as the details get sorted out I will keep you guys posted. What's up guys I have an update on knit alongs and giveaways there are um, three fun things going on in the Ravelry group right now the first and foremost of which is the knit nosh along so um, the rules and everything are posted there. The Knit Nosh Along runs for about two more weeks. And really you can knit with um, any of the vendor yarns. That's anything from MJ Yarns, Nerd, Scandalous, or People Who Fields. You can use a modular, modular project bag. I think I also said at one point, if you want to use anything from Bijou Basin Ranch, um, if I didn't say that before, I'm going to go ahead and say it now. Um, so just show some love to the, um, the Knit Nosh team and, um, we've got great prizes lined up for that. So all the rules are posted. I'm not going to read through them again for you guys, but I hope that you are having fun knitting with your Knit Nosh stuff. Um, the other thing is, uh, Greg from the Unraveling podcast had offered up a copy of his amplitude shawl and so that's a beautiful fingering weight shawl pattern um, and all you have to do to be entered to win that is drop a note in the Ravelry group about which colorway you would use or what yarn you would want to use um, to knit that gorgeous shawl and so um, that one runs through November the 1st as well. The other thing that we're doing sort of very informally in the group is we talked about an ornament along and I am starting to get my act together there um, I am going to knit some of Jen Sheelan's Victorian Yuletide, um, ornaments. I was at Michael's today for something else and I picked up some of the plastic ornaments that that pattern calls for. I thought I had some in my basement, but I 
couldn't find them. So, um, so I'm back on track there and I may even cast those on tomorrow. Um, and I also printed out the tin can knits. I think it's called fancy balls, um, pattern that, uh, that I thought I would do some of. I looked at, there were a couple that I liked that were little stars and like a little garland, but I didn't get as far as printing those out today because I might be rethinking a little bit of that. So anyways, if you are interested in knitting ornaments for the holidays, just jump in and um, share what you're doing because I thought that would be a, a fun thing to do this time of year. Hey guys, I feel like I got through the rest of that in a reasonable amount of time. So I am going to go ahead and do a review. Um, I had written a way to get copies of um, the book I, um, reviewed last time, the Noragon Cable Stitch Dictionary, and so Abrams Publishing, um, I had also requested this beautiful book called The Knitting All-Around Stitch Dictionary. This is by Wendy Bernard, and she has another book, um, I think by the same publisher, and it's called Up, The Up-Down All-Around Stitch Dictionary, and I have not seen that one in person, but I'm going to say that... If it's anything like this one, I highly recommend it. It's a beautiful hardcover book with a spiral binding, um, and I really love it. Um, there's a lot of great stuff in here. Much like the book last week, it is a stitch dictionary, but there are really cute patterns in it as well. So it's broken up into chapters, knits and pearls, ribs, twisted slips and slipped and fancy stitches, there is a section on cables and lace and mosaics. Um, and so I just was very excited about it. There's a, um, a pattern in each section. One of the things I like, and I know this is pretty common in the dictionary, but I think it's charming. Each, each chapter has like a color theme. Um, so chapter one is all blues and chapter two is all pinks. Um, and I just think that's really cute. So the, the first pattern is the seersucker pulley which is a pullover and it's really cute and it's kind of got like bell sleeves which I think is a very flattering look and really adorable um the next one chapter two is about rims and I'm just looking that one up for you guys oh and this one is a really interesting so there's a Fuji rim wrap and it's really um interesting because the way that they show this it actually kind of wraps around the girl and then it buttons in the back. Um, I think you could wear it as just a regular kind of wrap around your shoulders as well, but the stitch pattern in it is quite gorgeous. Um, the next one is mitts, and I am in the market for some mitts, so I was pretty excited about these two. These are just a simple... Um, that's a twisted, slipped, and fancy is chapter three. So these are a simple um, lace-looking pair of fingering mitts um, in a sport weight um, that look simple and quick. And I am in the market for some quick, simple knits. The next one is the woven taffy toque. Is that toque or toque? I think I ask that question every single time. Um, but this is a gorgeous cabled hat. I am also... Like I said, itching to knit a hat, although the one I might knit is the one called Father Cables, which I bought a skein of um, Yoth Father at Yarnfest 
because I could get a free tote bag if I did, but also because I wanted to knit that hat, which they had in their booth. But this one is also really cute. I think you can knit it kind of tall and slouchy if you want to. Um, and it's a pretty simple cable um, hat, but really gorgeous, really pretty. Um, and then the lace pattern is called the Blossom Cami. So I'm flipping to find that one, sorry. The lace patterns are really cute. Yeah, see, this is darling. Um, the kind of thing that you would wear over another, you know, another camisola, a cotton camisole or something, but beautiful, um, simple lace tank. Um, and that was one of the things that was kind of on my list um, that I wanted to knit this summer and just didn't um, was a lace tank. Then there's this mosaic section. And those are, there's a lot of really cute stuff in here, really cute color work patterns, um, like chevrons and artichokes and toads, four point stars and geometric shapes and herringbones. So there's all kinds of just gorgeous um, mosaic knitting. And that's kind of interesting. It says mosaic knitting is a color knitting technique that requires that you work with only one color at a time as opposed to Fair Isle or Stranded. Hmm. So, I don't know. These books make me want to just swatch things. <laughs> and Maybe I will. Maybe I'll knit up some swatches, especially out of this mosaic thing because I, um, I feel very intrigued about um, how that would be possible. But there's a gorgeous mosaic cowl um, at the end of that chapter. So if you are at all interested in stitch dictionaries, this is a beautiful, beautiful one. Um, and the other thing that's kind of neat is she has some, some ideas here at the end for how to incorporate these things. Um, and it's called designing from, from scratch, it's the appendix. So it talks about um, how to create a basic top-down sock or a toe-up sock using some of these stitch patterns. Um, then hats also in two directions, top down in the round or bottom up in the round um, for hats. And it's got really nice things here about incorporating stitch patterns and, um, and head measurements um, so that you have a sense of um, preemie, baby, toddler, child, women's and men's hats. And then triangular shawls, um, bottom up. She's got a basic bottom up double triangle shawl formula and a basic top down double triangle shawl formula. So that's pretty cool. Um, and I think that's really neat because those are some real basic things that you could take um, take her stitch patterns and, um, and create something yourself, which I may, you never know, may try to do um, here now that my life is calming down a little bit. So I give this one a two thumbs up. Thank you very much to Abrams Publishing for providing the review copy. It's a gorgeous book. I wanna look, um, $29.95 in the US, $35.95 in Canada. So, but again, I think it's a really good value. Um, so if you're interested in such things, I would definitely, definitely check this one out. And I would check out her first book as well, um, Wendy Bernard, because um, if it's anything like this one, um, I think it would be a great value as well. So that's it for this time, you guys. Um, as always, 
show notes. Show notes are going to be late this time. I'm just going to admit that. I want to get the episode out quickly for you guys. So I'll probably do show notes um, and kind of catch those up later in the week. Um, but you can always find them at knitactuallypodcast.com. And you can find me on Facebook and Instagram as Knit Actually Podcast. The Ravelry group is great. And I'm on Twitter as um, just at Knit Actually. And so I would love to connect with you guys. And thank you as always for listening. In the meantime, until I talk to you again, happy knitting. Happy knitting.